0: I teach history now. (laughs) I can laugh at you from a lofty vantage point. From my mountain. Um, What were we talking about for that?
1: I came home today. Well, I was running, and I, I came home, and I was running faster and faster because... I wanted to get home and pray for my wife. I like imagine myself. Why? um, I I just had this. I I just had this uh, moment while I was running. It was just, I had this picture of breaking down walls of uh, not physical walls, but just the walls in our lives. Like I, I God's kind of taking me on this path. I, at the first there was freedom, and then I think I might have used a little of it for, or before that, like for uh, manipulation a little
2: bit. Okay, hold on. You're using awesome Christianese. What do you mean? And I'm going to need some details. It's very general. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, like- very general. <laughs> Re- repeat repeat, repeat okay. what you just said. God. <clears throat> you had freedom. Okay. And you think you abuse that. Okay, hold on. I guess my,
1: my understanding and of freedom was that everybody is on board and we're all moving forward. And then when things don't go the way you thought they would go in a life with Christ, then it's like, what's wrong with the other people? And I think I put that on my wife a little bit. Okay. Do you have anything specific? Um, control and how things are going to be between, uh, husband and wife and, you know, the problems, the things from the past that have, that, um, handcuff us sometimes in, in life,
2: sometimes literally in the bedroom.
1: <laughs> and, and so that I thought would just be very easy and I kind of realize more and more that, um, not only am I not, not only am I not letting that go and letting the walls just come down, but, you know, I realized my wife is the same and in order. And the reason I was like, I'm going to run and get home and pray for her, um, and pray for us just right there at the dinner table. Cause I know we were starting to eat dinner. And uh, all the kids are sitting down there. I just got on my knees and 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 pray. Just pray. These walls, these walls are coming down. And you know, you'll empower us to to go to where we really haven't gone and, and aren't able to. And so, God, take us there. And, and I, there's just something that came over me while I was running, and that was that was it. Because so I think I just I hold on to it, and I don't even realize it.
2: So. The last couple episodes, I think your question has been geared really f- drilling down into marriage. And I'm, I asked you a couple times, and you blew it off. What do you mean? I Exactly. No. Scott, you oh, got my back
1: right. Okay, hold on. A lot of times, my wife will yep. tell you this, and so will everybody else, that I need to kind of talk things out. Right. A lot. I'm not saying that's bad. And take 40, you know... Jogs. You're good. Before I'm like, oh my gosh,
2: I just want. I think I want a gold star sticker or something. Because, <laughs> for, for nailing it. <laughs> because I said, what's going on, Jeff? You keep asking these questions. Are you projecting? And you just you blow it off. And whether or not you were totally projecting, there was something behind the scenes in your dome. Oh, you're talking about your this past vault, week, the past couple weeks, really. There's podcast evidence of me saying, wait a second, Jeff, you're projecting.
1: Yeah, there's evidence of you asking me for marriage advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, There's an asterisk by that comment. Or an
2: asterisk. That's fine.
1: Uh, (laughs) One of those. Or an asteroid.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good. So you prayed. God, I pray that Tawny would just see what I'm trying to do and you would change your heart to go along with me.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, okay. that's the problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, oh, I was close then. Okay.
1: No, that is the problem, and that's certainly not what I prayed. It was quite the contrary of if if your counterpart, if it's your best friend, your husband or wife, and they are struggling and you hold on to your worldly ways, you're going to be suffering for the rest of your life, or you just let it go and meet them where they're at and, and know that if you keep thinking about wanting to get, then you're going to be frustrated, and it could be in any way, like you're not talking to me the right way, that's not the right tone, or that's I, I expect you to do this, and, and if you just let it all go, you literally become a servant for God, I I mean that is a really miraculous life if you can live it and I don't think you'd even know you were you were living it but others have to see and maybe it's I've heard stories of couples 20 30 years down the road where a wife or a husband says my god I realized that my spouse had sacrificed and just taken a back seat to the crap I was dishing out for decades and I didn't even know it and then I came to know it and now you know the rest is history but um and that's not to say that um you know my wife doesn't see something or I don't see something it's just I know that we're we're always battling to to thrive and make sure that we're you know we're serving each other but um it was just a good it was a good day it was a good moment and uh Sounds like it. Yeah, more than anything, I wanted my kids to see what prayer, like, I can come in and do a a random, hey, or we're all around the dinner prayer, or I can be really authentic, real. I can get down on my knees and look at my wife. And and it's funny, her eyes were closed because she knew I was going to pray. I was actually looking at her, and I kind of tickled her hand. And then she looked at me. What? And I'm like, and she's like, "Oh, I thought I thought we were closing. I thought we were closing our eyes and and praying." I'm like, "No, I love you."
2: She tickle your hand back.
1: She did. Yeah. And just just for the just I want I, I think on that to make a long story longer. I want, Thank I, you. I want my kids, I want my kids to see, um, what it looks like.
2: Authentic prayer, right?
1: Authentic tickling.
2: Yes, both. That
1: was it. Thank you. you do you teach your kids
2: the? Do you teach your kids to stand in the doorway and tell Satan to get the f- out of your house prayer yet?
1: Um, not not so many words. No, okay. I haven't. I haven't done that.
2: When you do, make sure you're recording it. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> see that.
1: I have screamed and yelled. They've, they've heard that during prayer. Oh yeah, nice. Recently. This year.
2: Okay.
3: It's
2: well, that's very recent. recent. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. In the last 365 days. Oh, okay.
2: Well, uh, we don't count 2016 anymore.
1: If you would, just edit about 79% of that out. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Well, it sounds like you're making a change. At least you're aware of it. Awareness is the, the start. So I think it's just refinement. Hopefully, your awareness... Refines you and you get refined by your awareness.
1: Yeah. It's like wine. Mm. A good wine. No. A good beer.
2: Yeah. Wine too. Yeah. I did want to mention something before we get into the. All right. Let's
1: start the show now.
2: Before we get into the main thrust. I got a little feedback from the last episode, the Mike Fanning episode, starting a church.
1: Oh, you, you,
2: is that published already? It's up. Yeah. Thanks for telling us. I tagged you in the post.
1: I haven't been. Thanks for promoting the show. I haven't been online forever. Yeah. Apparently.
2: This well, whole year except, I haven't been online. All, yeah, all 2017 I haven't been online. Jameson writes, W-R-I-T-E-S, on Twitter, uh, said currently jamming at Bros Bibles Beer. Loving it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't know what which episode. I'm going to have to assume it was... um, Porn. The porn one. Yeah, I've heard that about him. That no, I'm Never mind. <laughs> There's a lawsuit there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We've been corresponding. It's going to be good. Uh, I don't want to reveal anything too soon. Um, about? Not what? about the porn episode, okay. or porn in general. <laughs> about Jameson Wrights. Um, and then at Hyperbolic Mike on Twitters. So James, just to be clear, Jameson Wrights
3: is the name of his... Twitter handle. Twitter, okay. It's like... Because he wrote on
2: Twitter. At Jameson. Right. I was writes. with you on that,
1: Scott. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, thank you. Nice. Yeah. Good call. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm slow. You not drinking is making you quick, actually. Zach writes. We'll
1: see. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Scott. <laughs> That's what Zach writes.
2: Turns out I'm the slow one. Could you do it? Okay. Hyperbolic Mike on Twitter said. Guys, Abro's Bibles Beer, guys, your guest this week drove me nuts prior to my deconstruction. Now they just make me sad. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for the episode. And then he shot back right after that. He said, and that wasn't sarcasm. I really do appreciate the podcast. I replied that I understood because as I listened back, and maybe you'll have thoughts once you re-listen to it, uh, there was stuff I could have tried to dig a little bit deeper I I don't blame Mike Fanning starting this church for being – it was his first time on the podcast. I don't know if he's ever done a podcast before. I'm
1: fairly certain he hasn't.
2: And he comes over to strangers' houses he's never met before. He's never listened to our podcast because you ran into him at a coffee shop. The night
1: night before. The (laughs) night before.
2: So I don't blame him. Plus, he's starting a church, so I don't expect him to reveal the terrible things that the evangelical church – that's a, not a word. The evangelical church is doing and what he wants to do better. Like that answer, that question I asked him, I right. I wanted to keep probing and I didn't. There's a couple of times I didn't keep probing uh, because maybe I was scared. I don't know. But I wish I would have gone into it because there's a lot of things that the church is doing wrong just in general. I mean, every church is different. Um, but there's definitely things that we can focus on better as... The church.
1: So you really wanted him to cast judgment on other churches, but as he was going to start his own church.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted fire and brimstone. <laughs> so it, <laughs> that's what I always wanted. Did he? Did the this guy on Twitter?
3: What was his name? Hyperbolic Mike. Hy- yeah. Did did he say like what he felt was sad or?
2: Well, I replied. I I said I understood, and I said I definitely could have respectfully challenged him a bit more, and I said, oh well, a learning experience, and he said, you were very gracious. I'm glad I was listening while lifting weights. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of ways we could go. <laughs> with yeah, that. but he doesn't. He does He didn't give
3: like an example of what he's sad I, about. So I think before he his, said
2: it was the healing. He went on to say that it was during the healing. Him talking about oh, healing. Nah, so something okay. in the healing rubbed. So hyperbolic, Wakes Mr. Mike
1: rubbed in the wrong way. Yeah, sounds like it. So like did, like skeptical.
2: I I don't know. I'd well, love I,
1: I'd love to know. Yeah, it's yeah.
3: interesting that he mentions that he's where well, he says before my deconstruction i would have under understood <laughs> but now it's just sad so somehow somewhere in his deconstruction he either
2: stopped believing in healing or it drove him nuts prior to his deconstruction and now they just make me sad uh, so okay there's okay. it could go a few different ways but regardless i uh, appreciate the feedback and that's something I definitely want to get better at is not letting people just speak. I mean, this is not talking about Mike. It's just in general. We we have had a habit of when people are going, we just let them go where right. they say something that could be dug into a little bit, especially when sometimes guests need a little help opening up. Like maybe the one tonight, he looks real stiff right now.
0: And- I'm frightened, guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's the whole podcast just started so quickly. I didn't know what was going on. He was running towards a wife. Apparently he was screaming. It was some sort of domestic scene. There was tickling. It was really uh, yeah. I'm just I very intimidated get that right out of now. My
2: head.
1: There was tickling. Just
3: just down a couple more PBRs and
2: Well, we'll get to that. We'll get It'll to be that. Fine. So it was it was good to hear from Mike. But he did say he was very clear that he loves our podcast and he looks forward to it every week. Um, and I did say that evangelical listeners will probably appreciate that podcast more than a lot of ours because it was pretty clean and talked about church and stuff. Um,
1: What's this? I'm sorry. Could you go and I want to dig a little more into stuff?
2: Yeah. That's what I tar- planned on. I'm going to get yeah. real specific. <laughs> so our, our target audience Wait, is non-evangelicals? Def-
3: like what? I'm
2: not... I didn't realize our target audience was non evangelicals. Uh it's ever it's anybody. It's anybody that is either either hates the church or loves the church. We're probably trying to do too much. Either so either whether they're in the church or outside of the church. By some definitions, I'm pretty I, much like anybody. But by okay. some definitions, I get it. You now, are not an evangelical Scott. Mm-hmm. And by most definitions, I am not an evangelical. Oh. So Evangelical means I, I never even use the word. I, right. I'm just saying the people that you use EC. Yeah. People like looking I'm a for part of EC.
3: Yeah. i okay. down
1: with ECC. Wait, what's the extra C? Yeah, you know me. Evangelical Christ Church. Don't, Don't
0: evangelical swear
3: church. when you say church. Evangelical Church of Christ.
0: Okay. <laughs> there so, we go. We'll go with that one.
2: That yeah. one sounds fancy. All right. And moving along. All right. So thanks for the feedback. Oh, wait. Yeah, we were still doing the feedback section. (laughs) So we've got Philip Black here. He is neither Philip nor Black.
0: Mr. Black.
1: Well,
2: actually, he's Philip. Uh,
0: I am a Philip.
3: I don't just don't look at me when just don't look at me. Scott is holding
2: up his hand
0: at Philip. That's fair. Okay. Okay, now you can look at me. Okay, Okay, there we go. I was was going somewhere. I definitely wasn't going to look over here. Yeah, yeah, not a chef. <laughs> no, not a chef. That would be too much.
2: So, <laughs> Philip is drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon. You five words. Five words or less. Beer review. Beer review. Five words. Uh,
0: Awful. That's, That's one. five words. There we go. There we go. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say cheap, but affordable, not bad. Excellent. Five words. Perfect. All right. All right. Yeah, Beautiful. If you have to drink it and you're on a budget... There's a blue ribbon right on the can. Yeah. So if you ever feel like, is this quality? You're like, of course it is. It's, it's, it got a blue ribbon. Why wouldn't it? Oh, Why uh-huh. wouldn't it be quality? How could it have a blue ribbon if it you wasn't know? quality? Yeah. As a former Cubs count, I sick? respect ribbons. No. Oh. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, I'm sick.
2: You want your own? I want my own. Okay, <laughs> Jeff <laughs> was not going to drink, but no, now that not, I never said that, he was that. drinking coffee okay. at
0: 7:30. <laughs> Much better for you.
2: I just poured Jeff, and I have for myself a Coronado Brewing Company Stingray IPA. Five words less.
1: Sweet, bitter, after-coffee
0: taste. I had to count he, that out. Was I, that five?
3: I think he it, got it.
0: It blew right past me.
3: Yeah, I think he got it. Yeah.
0: How
1: well, could you guys question me?
2: We'll wait to hear from one of the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I have same same Hey, guys, same. Same beer. Same five, time.
1: five words
0: or less. Hey, guys, same. I think that was same it. beer. There we yeah. go. <laughs> hey,
4: guys,
2: same
0: Rave reviews from this podcast. It is enjoyable. It's not PBR. I think, really, that's the, the best thing you can say about it.
2: Coronado Brewing Company. Well, Actually, we need one of you guys. All three, I am outnumbered in the, in the cool voice department. Philip is natural. Scott's natural. Jeff is natural, although you're enhanced. Right. You're taking PEDs or something because your voice is extra. So give us a little Coronado Brewing Company. It's not PBR.
1: Cor- Coronado Brewing Company. It's not
2: PBR. Hi, Philip. Hello. I love that. It just brings it right into focus with that response.
1: Hi, Don't, guys. Hey, hey, Philip. Don't talk about your victories. How you son. doing?
2: <laughs> what victories?
1: Look what I did.
2: <laughs> no, that was Philip. His response was just crystallizing. And if you could see me, I'm making a focusing.
0: Is that what that hand gesture is? Well, it kind of it's looks like I'm like ringing like out a... It's like terrible Indian rug burn. <laughs> I'm either focusing a lens... Calls. Focusing a lens or just oh. doing a disservice to someone.
4: <laughs> <laughs> In, a <major laughs> In a major way.
0: It's, it's terrible. Wringing out
4: a
1: chamois. Well, wow. Well. All righty, then. All
2: right, Philip yeah. Black is here. Hi. Hi I've Phillip. heard he's got a good story. I, uh, yes.
0: Can you take us to the very beginning? What was your conception like? Well, I was barely present. I uh, can't say much about the details, but my parents were there, and I've never asked them about that much of the part, so I have uh, nothing to say on that front. No, they were successful. Well, they were successful, yes. Did you come
2: out Twice. with a full mane of chest Beard a full and mane of chest, chest, beard, and full head of hair up top.
0: I did have a full head of hair, and I believe my first words were, "Where's the milk?" Hey, ma. Hey, ma. <laughs> Hungry. It was quite an ordeal. Sure, it was bad for you as well. Where's the milk? Just super, it was a longer speech.
2: Super articulate. Yeah. Voice projecting perfectly.
0: It was. Yeah, that was that was the beginning in Fort Wayne, Indiana.
2: Nice. So Fort Wayne, Indiana, what
0: are they known for? Fort Wayne, Indiana is known for a church on every corner. It is known as the city of churches there. It's in Indiana, so I think you're really just reaching for something. It's the second largest city in Indiana, so it's known for being there and having a lot of churches. Hmm. I think are the two things that are... Uh, all of Indiana really is, the state motto is the crossroads of America, which is just a fancy way of saying everyone drives straight through it on the way to somewhere else.
4: <laughs>
0: That's so, funny. I'm not sure. Uh, but you yes, got to take what you can get, I guess, as a state. you got to take what you get, yes. So I was born there, and uh, two, uh, my parents met at Fort Wayne Bible College, and uh, they married right before my dad's senior year of college, and they both worked at a church, as a youth minister, and so then my uh, dad became the worship pastor, there. So I was raised uh, very much in the church. And the church, uh,
2: what was the Bible College again?
0: Yeah, Fort Wayne Bible College. Fort Wayne. It's as specific as it gets. It's, it's like, like we the are place in this place and what it is.
2: Yeah, I could just picture the board me- board meeting. Guys, we're starting this Bible College. Um, let's talk about the name. Names are important. They really tell <laughs> people what we're about. Really? Yeah. Um, let's.
0: Anybody got any ideas? Yes, and then they were like, I've got it, Fort Wayne. And they are like, good, Sweet. good. And what are we? We're a college, but we're also a Bible college, so we want to get that in there too. Mm. It's not open anymore. It later became a satellite camp. really delving into the, the story of this school more than the story of myself. <laughs> <laughs> it became a satellite campus for Taylor University and then abruptly closed. So it's no longer open mm. for business. But uh, I don't think my parents, having gone there, had anything to do with that.
2: Oh, no, oh, not, not at all. It's There's not out. a story
0: behind that but at all. But them going there have a lot to do with you being here. Yeah, well, here. they met, and then yeah. I eventually came forth, out, which is out. really the yeah. important thing. Maybe that was the whole purpose of opening and shutting that college. I'd like to think on a cosmic level, yes, you're definitely speaking truth. Excellent. <laughs> Good. With a very gravelly voice. Congrats <laughs> on that, by the way. Uh, yeah.
2: His life is purpose-driven, and it was from the beginning. Yes. And Fort Wayne Bible College was just part of that purpose. So, yes. sorry, guys, suck it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Philip,
0: Philip agreed with that, just assuming I was going to say something nice. No, no, and then the it just landed, and I thought, well, here we are, and I, I am can Yeah.
1: Brush the dust off you.
0: No, but uh, my life became interesting uh, when uh, my dad, uh, in my, during my childhood, decided uh, to start, or he was given uh, the opportunity to start doing mission trips uh, to Russia oh. uh, in the summer Outreaches to Russia. Uh, I think, I'm not sure if he did one before the whole family went, but those started in 92 uh, when I was just a child. And uh, they continued on through the 90s. And then in 2000, my dad decided to move to Russia as a missionary. And then uh, that led to me living in Russia for seven years. Wow. And then I, as a missionary kid, a third culture kid, technically is the term that those of us who uh, I think books have been written and that's what we're called third culture kids but uh, and then Book, I
3: Books definitely have been written Books
0: definitely have been written. <laughs> yeah. I just want to I Third culture, third culture
1: third
3: culture kids Third
0: culture kids It's when you uh, grew up with one Obviously you have your, your culture And then you go into another culture And uh, I definitely moved there when, oh, I didn't move there by myself But with my family I arrived there at, uh, at the age of 12 So I was already like fully American right. And then landing in a foreign land You're just going to kind of become a strange third thing That no one outside your immediate family Will ever really understand the strange jumble So it's called third <laughs> culture kid A sense of strange alienation develops uh, and wow. cool stuff too not just strange alienation and
2: it shows your counting skills
0: yes
3: yeah cuz i only count two but hey, I'll, I'll go with it that's fair
0: that's yeah. fair yeah but you, you become your own strange third culture that no one will understand yeah i guess is the idea okay. and uh yeah and then uh so you just just in
2: general real quick totally. that what you you guys were pretty conservative where in us scale from hyper literalist of everything in the Bible to full-blown Thomas
0: Jefferson write all the miraculous stuff out of the Bible? Uh, I'd say uh, uh, fairly literal. I'd say pretty much literal. Uh, Kind of as far literal as you could go while still being kind of standardly evangelical. Uh, Both my parents were uh, the children of they were um, some of the first uh, converts in their family, so they both had kind of broken family backgrounds, and then they um, went into Bible college, and uh, and kind of embraced uh, a culture of change and uh, taking the Bible seriously. So, um, I mean, not like I mean, the women didn't have to wear skirts and I mean head coverings and stuff like that, but everything was. Wait, why would you go to a trip for women don't wear skirts? Well, I, I for sure don't know. I've moved on from that myself. But uh yeah uh I'm I'm not sure uh we, we would describe ourselves as non-denominational although I'm told non-denominational is a denomination. So kind of Pretty as much, long as yeah. you as long as you like acknowledged Christ as your lord like my parents were like cool with that but um yeah fairly traditional I'd say. Okay. Like not sure if they would be like generous uh gen generous. Genesis is literal or not but uh that's a good benchmark. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, you got, you got a you got a quote Scott? Yeah.
3: No, I was going to make um, – no, I don't. I don't have anything. That's Con- fair. Continue, Mr. Black.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I will continue. And uh, I mean, those are really your formative Yeah, I mean, those are the formative years. formative years were spent overseas in Russia. Um, because we had been going since I was younger, uh, I kind of had an idea of what that uh, was going to be like moving to Russia uh, and definitely was fully vocal about not wanting to go at all. Uh, and so definitely I became, I'm the oldest of my family, I'm the oldest of four, and I definitely was very vocal about not wanting to go. And definitely my, my strategy was just if I make my parents miserable because they're going to do it anyway, oh, yeah. then maybe we'll be able to go home. Uh, so basically <laughs> that became my goal. And it was really strange because, like, obviously my parents had always been in the ministry, but God was the one telling us to go to Russia. So then that kind of led to years of being angry with God uh, huh. even from a young age, of just like, why did you take us here? And I was raised in the church and had, in general, a soft heart towards God from an early age. But that kind of added an interesting overlay of, of kind of like wondering why my life had to change like this. And 12 is just an awkward year to move anywhere. It you is. were 12 here. when you were kind was, of wondering to God about that? Yeah, well, yeah, initially as it was happening and as it continued to happen and uh, as we stayed in southern Russia for four years and then eventually moved uh, to Moscow uh, my f- parents, in the end, uh, lived there 13 years. Like I said, I only lived there seven, hmm. um, and then came back to go to college. Um, yeah, and then uh, do you just want me to ramble on? Are they, are on they the still over there? Life they're actually they're, uh, They live in Nashville now. They've since
3: Nashville, Moscow, Mo- Nashville, Nashville, Russia,
0: Nashville, Russia, yes. Nashville, Nashville, Russia, I know. Music City, as it is yes. called. Yes. Yeah, how is your yeah. Russian holding up? My Russian is uh, barely there. Uh, because I arrived at a later age uh, and was openly opposed to studying or assimilating at all, uh, I basically just uh, absorbed it by osmosis um, without any applied study and yeah. conversational. I had conversational Russian by the time I ended. I could still fake it. like You would think I'm speaking Russian, but if I had to actually like translate something or hold an intelligent adult conversation very quickly, they would say that I was a, a cheat and a liar. So, for instance, you might be able to say... Bros, Bibles, and beer—it's really terrific. Oh my goodness, bros, Bibles, and beer. I'm not sure how to say bro, honestly. In brothers, brother? brothers, bratia, uh, I would think, bratia, bratia, biblia i piva at the očen klasnaya miesta. Miesta? Yeah, uh, yeah. See, I honestly don't know. See, direct translation is hard. But if you want, if I want to say, Здравствуйте, ребята. Меня зовут minios И я i быть здесь suami," I can say that, which is just like I'm happy to be here. With you guys, my name is Philip Black, basically. So I can say like basic stuff like that, but if I have to actually translate, someone's going to be like, huh, poser. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's yeah, doing. I could say Philip Black in Russian. But it's A also when deal. you move back to Russia, I haven't been back there in like uh, like nine years now, So if, if, and there's no real reason to wander around the streets of America speaking Russian fluently. So <laughs> uh, you get really rusty really fast.
2: I can't imagine why. I mean, that seems like it'd be a pretty popular skill nowadays.
0: Yeah, well, Mm. nowadays, yes. If only, that's the real, if you do, uh, if you did grow up overseas in a culture really not appreciating how cool this would be later in life, like, one of your chief regrets, at least for me, is, like, I wish that I could somehow get in a time machine and, like, shake little me and be like, dude, I know it's miserable, you're 12, you just want to, like, be home playing Nintendo, like, with your friends in Indiana. In middle school. But, like, it's going to be really cool. Like, and if you really embrace this and, like, can quote Russian poetry fluently and stuff, like, girls are going to think this is awesome later. <laughs> so really do me yeah. a solid here. Yeah. And really embrace this. But a alas, I did not. A m- little prepubescent <laughs> self, you. So a life <laughs> full of regrets. <laughs> Basically, that's, too, that's, that's too all bad. I, I want to say.
2: Prepubescent, but we've learned full hair everywhere. Full hair. No, yeah. that
0: was from... Yeah. From birth, yeah. essentially. I wasn't born with full hair. I just have to be honest.
2: He got a manscaper oh, yeah. for his first it. birthday.
0: Yeah, that was pretty much... Actually, yes. What was I saying? Of course. I, I got <laughs> clippers. we like, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Attachments an so you can reach Iranian everywhere. I who was like, this is necessary for us. You must have your hedge clippers. <laughs> and you must attack your back on a bi-weekly basis.
2: <laughs> oh, that's Could've so agreed. good. Um... <laughs> So you left your parents. Do you, can you give us a story? Is there anything that popped out parents, yeah. in before you left your parents in Russia? Yeah, in Russia, was there a story in Russia related to being a missionary uh, or being a, a missionary's kid? I don't know if you call yourself a. I guess you were a missionary. I'll call you. You were a missionary in Russia. How about that?
0: I was the. I was a missionary kid, the child of missionaries. Just you kind would, of along for the ride. Yeah.
2: Okay. You wouldn't call yourself a missionary. I would uh, use that with women. Probably. No, yeah. <laughs> that would <laughs> be missionary. A
0: terrible- Hi, I'm a missionary. It's good. Be, expect yeah. nothing from me. Good to uh, basically that yeah. would be that. Um, <laughs> Whoa, but but uh, that expect sounds... nothing from me. And I, <laughs> I will expect a lot of giving from you. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I say. Uh, I mean, one of the interesting things about um, being there, really. I mean, if you're, if you're a missionary or just along for the ride with missionaries that are living uh, permanently or even um, partially permanently in a uh, foreign country. Uh, and you happen to be the recipient of short-term missions trips. Um, that's a very interesting place to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember they would do uh, English camps, very well-intentioned English camps um, in Moscow um, later on when I was in high school and uh, going to an international Christian school there. And, um, so we'd have these groups of people that would come over. And I only helped out with this uh, one year, I think. But they would have groups, uh, short-term mission trips, like a youth group would come with people. And it would be marketed to local Russian schools that, hey, we're going to do an English camp. Um, american students are coming over and we'd love to talk with uh we're gonna just you know do english things you'll get to practice your conversational english and that was how it would be marketed and then it would be like a bait and switch thing where like and then come and we'll be having a worship night guys and come on down it'll be fun times and we'll play some games (laughs) and tell you about christ and it's just really awkward if you're like one of the youths that's there that like speaks russian And, like, can just kind of be there for, like, all the stuff the Russians are saying about, like, what's going on, like, this is strange. Something changed. Very, very, uh, well, just very genuine feelings of, like, this was marketed as us coming as a school and, like, learning English, and then, like, there's a real bait-and-switch happening, or, like, there's expectations. And really, I mean, not to get too far down this rabbit hole, but if, uh, like, in being in Russia... Like, I would say to, like, understand the culture of that place, you have to kind of uh, reverse everything and imagine, like, in the early, like, late 80s, early 90s, uh, America had collapsed entirely. Soviet Russia had taken over. The whole earth, essentially, its culture was everywhere. And, uh, now there were all these missionaries coming from Soviet Russia to indoctrinate your youth. That was how, that would be how like the older generation would see what was going on. No,
2: no. How dare you make us try to empathize with I what know, you I were know, doing I hate to, to
0: I hate to try to paint a picture where you understand more about the world. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what we do here. <laughs> but, um. So, but really, like, so there's this fear from the older generations in Russia, especially, that, like, the Westerners, or, like, the Americans especially, because that's kind of, like, the Americans are here. The Americans are here. Very cool with the youth. The youth are very excited, because they're, like, all, I mean culture all over um the world pretty much you know like hollywood and all that music and we have had Mad-
2: we have madonna and yeah bir- i mean bir- obviously jeans. we
0: have a lot of really cool stuff um so um young people very much about it the internet they're they're kind of down but like especially older generations they'll be like you're here to indoctrinate our youth um so it was just very interesting growing up where you kind of saw it from both sides where like you and the know old,
2: the older people were, were right by the way yeah
0: no they, that <laughs> well, that's the weird thing is like if you look at it from their point of view of course they're freaking out like you're here to like Teach their kids what you were raised to believe were lie, you know, lies, or like, or you know, like the America's trying to indoctrinate your youth, which is essentially. Exactly and then you what come out, and they find you, is, and you pull but, a bait and, you and switch. Know, so not to be like get political or train. anything, but like we're like no, but like we're right, so it's fine, and you should just yeah. change your view, Yeah, So it, it was just very interesting to like in a formative time in your life um, when you're deciding what you think about things like missions or church or sharing your faith or being a, like, proud Christian who carries the Bible and, like, spreads God's word. Um, when you just kind of see that in this strange, like, light that's influenced um, by politics and other points of view. And uh, just interesting things. Like, I mean, we first moved there in 2000. So, like, I was in sixth or seventh grade when uh, 9-11 happened. And so I saw all of that. From outside the country and just, like, everything about, like, later events, like wars Mm. in Iraq and Afghanistan and so on. Like, just seeing that from outside the country and not being here for big cultural shifts in America and then trying to come back later as, like, someone who sort of grew up in Europe but didn't want to be there but, like, wanted to be American but hadn't been, like, really an American since he was 12. And he realized all of America
2: was against anything that wasn't American at the time after 9-11.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's like a whole mess to a thing, so we don't have to get into there. But it's just interesting um, to just have all that and then kind of in a jumble at the same time where it's kind of like God wants your dad here as a missionary. So God wants you here and good luck. Figure it out. <laughs> it's like, what do, what do you do with that? So um,
2: that plant seeds. So it sounds like there were seeds planted
0: for maybe future shifting in your life. Yeah, um so I mean like I like everybody, I think or like not everybody. Like like a lot of people raised No, in the go church. ahead and speak for everybody. No, no I'm going to speak. <laughs> okay, is everybody here? Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to want to say how we all feel. I'll be the spokesperson. Um but uh like a lot of people that grew up in the church, I obviously like uh, you know, was baptized at like age 8 or whatever and like prayed a prayer at 4 and was a Christian from early on. Um but I I didn't really um accept i uh, like really know that God was a person until I was 16. Um, it, was, uh, it was after four years living in southern Russia, and we came back, and I got a job as an assistant or a camp counselor at, like, a Christian camp back in Indiana and had been apart, like, homeschooled and all these different uh, things in a foreign land and came back and, like, finally had friends or, like, people, other oh, counselors, and it was, like, super cool and, like, one of those intense, like, we're all here, like praying and and there's a campfire and this is awesome and you guys seem to like me and this is great. Um so that was kind of like when I first realized like, oh, God is a person and you can talk to him, which was great. But now, or especially later as I then aged past sixteen and kind of started to head out on my own and go come back to America to college. It was really easy to kinda look back at the time and think, like, oh, but you'd been like living in an apartment and being homeschooled without friends. So when you yeah. like met God, maybe that was like everybody being there and like having fun and that intense feeling you had might've just been like, Oh, you're not alone. And like just there are that. other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it's really easy to be like, Oh, I had this really cool experience and like part of it. I mean like, cause now I mean, I've, we can talk about this later as we go, but like now I've kind of come full circle yeah. and I'm kind of back with God and stuff. And now I can kind of see that God was there all along. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Way to jump By the back. way, you can, I feel like you're on fire right now.
2: You are talking so fast. Is this faster than normal?
0: No, I'm, I, I, well, presently I'm doing a job where I talk for a living and I have a lot of script to get through in two and a half hours with kids, uh, that, uh, won't be quiet. Yeah, I gotta, Feel free to jump I gotta in say, at any time. I was
1: actually talking at some point during your talking, but
0: I realized my vocal cords wouldn't
1: <laughs> work and I, I kept trying. I'm like,
0: what do I do? Right, we'll come up with a hand signal. Uh, Just throw only, something at me. There's a lot the, of books over there.
1: I can only do the, like, d- my deep... Um, (laughs) it's not even deep anymore what's happening I don't know I wanted to say oh yeah
0: (laughs) sadly like my voice is actually going too but I can tell like you don't even uh... seems like
3: it's getting stronger
0: (laughs) (laughs) just gathering momentum Uh, feel free to jump. I know you're trying. To, you're entering a new phase of the podcast where you're trying to yeah. pry more and really well, stop me when I hit interesting things. <laughs> and you're deliberately avoiding that. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I just you know, the faster. I talk the less in I and have not to let him talk.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm just, yeah, I'm just visualizing Scott like raising his hand. Like just was, little bit. I waiting was waiting for a little break, and Philip is just like, go. Just bear, I was, go, but go. Go. I thought, you know what? I'm going to let him go. It's my that's my let skill. Him go.
0: You know, just just No, you're incredible.
2: It's talk. articulate. It's clear. There's not even uh a uh, and uh, mm, eh. right. All the stuff that I do, it's not there. I'm yeah. learning from you, He's actually. A professional. Well, well,
0: I talk for a living. I don't yeah. know if that makes me a professional. Well, not here, but I, no I, not, I not not here. Do. no, I mean we what we do, agree do not to discuss. We do it for talking. Movie, for, I've said talking, well, no. living. No, no, he's still talking. Yeah, there's there's be, actually no. Pay. I can't pretend oh, 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 anymore. This right. isn't. A, I just <laughs> responded to Craigslist <laughs> dad I was told there would be money. Uh, well. I may be in the wrong there, house. Yeah, <laughs> there is. You brought, you
2: actually paid yourself in beer you bought for yourself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what I, Thank you, yeah, I got MBR. confused. Yeah. Thank
0: what, you. I, it's, the, it's the blue ribbon. It really what do you do? Looks and there's bacon. Do you do there's bacon. What do you do What do I do for Jeffs. a living? Everybody, Jeff's trying to
2: uh, ask a question. <laughs> so, it
1: won't come out. So what do you do? me <laughs> do. Uh, right. Are you happy at the low? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> This is a great night. <laughs>
0: For right. the last uh, six years, I was an actor. Uh, that's what I ended up doing at college. For I would have never guessed that. Go into, <laughs> uh, very hugely unsuccessful. Oh, no, hugely would've. successful. Um, uh, actor, very famous. You've all been pretending not to know me. Mm. I appreciate that. You, um, okay,
2: I'm sure we'll... Mr. Black. We have to remember to go back. Right. But this is okay. Diversion. Oh, oh good, you thank you, Zach. Exactly. Thank you, you. This is good. Because you were getting paid we, You
0: derailed me, so it's fine. Okay, good.
2: Yeah, it's our podcast,
0: bro. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You Sorry. were getting paid but for that's true. Getting paid with this your beer, is where I I wearing
2: headphones would help. We'd hear each other trying to ch- chime in better. <laughs> what? That's all right.
0: <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> to be fair, right now I'm I'm doing something where I teach history and I talk over children, so I'm used to like hearing vague sounds and just being like, "Clow ahead."
4: Make <laughs> <them> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's the vague sound. <laughs> You're the vague sound. We right found a new nickname that. for Jeff, Mister Black. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Big Sound.
2: But as an actor, you were getting paid.
0: I was. And you were supporting yourself relatively. So yeah.
2: that's probably I better paid than my bills, your average acting. actor.
0: Yeah, I would like to think so. Yeah, Definitely how I slept at night. That's a tough gig. Yeah, what was your biggest role? My biggest role? Uh, well, basically, I I just found a way Um, in small theaters around the country. Oh. Regional theater is the technical term. A lot of places that are out of the way uh, to entice you. Uh, to come and stay with them uh, They can't pay a lot of money but they'll put you up So you don't have to worry about rent and things like that So basically I, as soon as I realized this was a thing I would basically just uh, Find uh, different, Through different connections and different auditions I would. Um, oh that's cool I would find different gigs and I would just string those gigs together And kind of make a strange like kind of circuit Traveling road Like a show. traveling nurse Yeah like a traveling nurse, nurse. Just as you say Really <laughs> healing people through my heart Hey <laughs> <laughs> hey art art can be whatever you want it to be that's what i always said yeah I and mean, justify that's what scott's nurse part. taught him that is true it <laughs> is wish. true we were discussing that before the before i was gonna say the camera started rolling but this is all sound <laughs> <laughs> audio only
1: action did you ever do any singing
0: did i do singing uh singing yes most uh of the Acting at regional theaters is a musical.
1: Did you ever do any singing outside of theater, like maybe side jobs?
0: I never, I, I started singing late. I didn't even know I could sing until college. Uh, I, so I, I, I've always been very, uh, uncomfortable, uh, with the idea of me singing. So if I'm pretending to be a character, it's a joke or I've really hyped myself up. In, like, a show, it's fine. But, like, just me. Like, karaoke is basically my nightmare. You haven't heard the track before. You don't really know the lyrics. Everyone's staring at you. You probably have a drink in your hand. It's just, like, that sort of, like, singing. Singing in general okay. horrifies right. me. And especially as someone uh, who grew up in the 90s and thousands uh, with, that's what we call that decade. I lived through the whole thing. I have no idea what it's called. The aughts. Uh, the aughts. Pardon me. Man, I am the pi-
3: I am picturing you as the clock in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, we well, will take it. Really, the clock. I can. I can hear you sing, singing through the clock. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and now I'm picturing it. Let's all picture it's, it. Just go yeah, back in mind. Yeah,
2: go back. Well, let's give it a second. Let's let okay, the audience let's really picture it. this.
0: And, and <laughs> I think we had that moment. I don't even remember what I was Scott. I'm imagining that.
1: you as the candlestick.
0: That's what. I, Yeah, I think we're all Thank there. Thank you. In that moment.
1: Why well, you're welcome. Can we hear Zach, some French course, accent.
0: Zach, of course, would be Belle. Wee oui, wee, oui. I would be Belle. <laughs> the darling of the town. I have been Belle. famous Bell of the reader. ball, Bell of the ball. That's spoilers. Hey,
1: you want to take my daughter Belle out? Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> this, this is deteriorating. <laughs> <My> apologies, everyone.
2: <laughs> Scott, why her, are you an actor? <laughs> get her back before midnight.
1: <laughs> oh
3: wait, that, no, that's Set a thousand Sorry. TV shows.
1: <laughs>
2: And similar tropes all throughout those stories, so
0: right, right.
2: Did so, we satisfy your question, Jeff? I want to make sure what you I are do honored. For a living. <laughs> <laughs> no, he meant now. Ugh. What do you do now? What for do living? I do now? Yeah, well, he well
0: mentioned it now I work for uh, a company that has interactive history presentations for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Oh, that's
3: when you're yelling at the kids. That's when I'm okay. yelling at the kids. okay.
0: Well, in my free time and at work, okay. I mean, just at work, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interactive, history, interactive presentations. history presentations. Wow! Right?
3: Wow! There's an episode of The Office where they had someone Abe Lincoln. Yeah. They, they
0: I don't have to. I I, ben, wear, I think it was Benjamin Franklin. I don't have to dress up like a character. That's what the yeah. kids do, and I merely facilitate it as a teacher, as a presenter, as someone who pretends to know about history and does funny voices.
3: Do has the people that hired the people that hired you mm-hmm. have they ever heard of YouTube?
0: Have they heard of YouTube? Yeah. I'm sure they've heard we it. Yeah, we don't so tell them about it. No, we don't. mention. No, it. don't Never. tell them about you. Too. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. presume that they yeah. would need to know that. Because <sighs> they may just still business away. From yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Totally. Totally. You should apologize. And
1: then, so when did you die, come back to life, lose your faith?
0: Oh, that whole. in a car
1: accident. That whole fun When did thing. it all oh, wow. that happen?
0: The car accident is still in my future. Oh, while well, i driving okay, every day, Deleting, Delete that. Now. Who are you delete thinking that. about? But I'm not sure.
1: Is there? Is there? Uh...
2: So he's going to college. Oh, right. We were right. kind of left out of college.
0: Yeah, we kind of. Which, which is, is okay. okay. Everything I, belongs, guys. I thought Everything you were doing
3: belongs. a great job, but you left out like whole chunks of your I life. I know.
0: It was when I was
3: interrupted. <laughs> he told us to interrupt
0: the <laughs> guest. That's true. He did. We were delving. No. Um. Yeah. I went. I ended up going to college uh, because. I had graduated high school, and that was what you do next. Uh, and occasionally, I, I w- yeah, I was the oldest, uh, or that was just in my mind. That was what you, yeah, it was just like, oh, everyone's doing this. Of course, that's what one does. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my whole family was still overseas in Russia, and I'm the oldest, like I said, so I was the first one to move back. Um, and the only real place in America that I knew was Indiana. We left when I was 12, we'd been visiting in the summers. Um, and so I started visiting a few colleges. In Indiana, and ended up liking the first one I went to because it was there. And the I Bible thought, oh, College, fine. No, it was not the same. But it was Huntington University. Yes, the Huntington University in Huntington, U- Indiana. Yep, twenty-five. Yep, exactly yep. right. In twenty-five minutes outside of Fort Wayne, the city of my birth. I love Miami. those naming committees. Right, right. Very well. It used to be called Central College, but then they were like, "No, let's call it Huntington." college. And then they were like, guys, we could call ourselves a university and have a new logo. And everyone said, give this man a raise. And yeah. then they called it Huntington University, which is what it was called when I went there. Uh, and I, I went there without a major because I didn't really know what I wanted to study in college. I just knew that was what you did next, apparently. Uh, and because I'd done a play in high school, the guidance counselor said, oh, you'll, you should take an acting class. And uh, it ended up being the only class I was in every day. So those kind of became my friends. You're required if you're male and breathing and in an acting class at a small college to audition for this play. If you're male and breathing and in an acting class, you will get cast in the play because small, uh, small theater departments are very low on guys. Uh, And once you're doing that every night, you're like, oh, this is fun. And then you're like, wait, this is a career. I, I had actually I ended up being a theater major before I'd ever been to a play. Nice. Like been to an actual play. Um, but I was like, oh, apparently like you could do this for a living and study this in school. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you do that? You're in. Yeah. So, um, And at the time, uh, was Jesus still living inside of your heart? Well, it was a Christian college, so I would say. So I you would, had to lie oh, about it and yeah, say so, he was. Yeah, no, you had to sign a community life agreement. <laughs> and you didn't have to write a testimony down. But it, and you didn't even have to really be a Christian to attend. But uh, it was a fairly conservative school. And I had gone to, uh, especially when we moved to Moscow, I had gone to a private Christian high school, um, K-12 through school. Uh, in Moscow, and then I went to a. And it, part of that leap to a small school in America was I was consciously choosing. Like I knew I'd grown up in strange Christian bubbles, kind of on the mission field and churches and stuff, and I didn't want to make a too big a leap. So it was kind of a safe move.
2: That's interesting. So you were, you were aware you didn't want to shock yourself too much. or
0: Yeah, like a huge state school where like I was alone and there was like you know, 20,000 people and like most people don't share any sort of values with you. I, knew, I, I'm, I tend to be a cautious person and plan things out. So I kind of was like, that doesn't sound fun. A lot of boozy boys and girls. Right, and I did not drink until after I was 21. So no, it was not about that life. So uh and actually after I turned 21 half through through college the fact I'd signed an agreement saying I wouldn't drink booze while in college became something I was annoyed by and would break when I was not on campus but I was all about the gray areas around the rules mm. where you wouldn't get seen but could I knew I liked you. fudge rules yeah and then uh
1: I find it interesting that please when break he, in
0: <clears throat> Tiny Voiced Man. When,
1: when, <laughs> 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 oh, I'm getting I'm getting slammed by the <laughs> Oh, I got a cramp. Yeah, I'm, well. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> okay. isolate that so hard. <laughs> please break in, Tiny Voiced Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just my my red flag went up in my brain when Zach mentioned, you know, did you you know lose Jesus then or and You said, well, no, you know, I was going to, uh, K through 12, you know, uh, Christian school and, Mm -hmm. you know, went to private, uh, college, uh, um, Christian school. And, and I think that in there lies the, the problem with posing, you know, we get put kids get put through school and then what's the next step? Go to the, the Christian college and, and then graduate and then, and then it's, like, wait a second. How come everybody still isn't practicing? Yeah, you know the life of Christ, and you know I think there's a a facade. I mean, do, would you agree? I mean, is no is there totally? A... Yeah,
0: I would. I would describe myself as a cultural Christian. Uh, growing up, I think there had been moments of clarity where I kind of uh, met with God and talked with God. And, I, and looking back now, I can kind of see God having been there the whole time, but. Um, especially being raised in small Christian bubbles and only having experienced um, an atmosphere of faith that's kind of around you that you don't necessarily have to participate in, but it's just kind of provided for you by other people who've experienced change in their lives and know Christ. Um, You kind of have this positive atmosphere, but don't have to claim it at all for yourself. And uh, especially in college, as I got older and started thinking more, um, I just uh, really... I would say the crumbling of my facade, which is really probably what was the, kind of the facade of cultural Christianity I had over me, where you kind of follow all the rules and do the right thing. I'm the oldest son of missionary parents. I wouldn't do anything. You know, I wouldn't like I, – I remember like a few times I cursed in front of my, fam- my parents and I never did that again. You know, like you would do all the right. – check all the boxes, mark all the eyes or whatever the phrase is. Um, there was that one time where you snorted coke off a hooker. totally off yeah. It was a dark moment. It was an alley. She insisted it was some hey, sort of chocolate. As
3: long as you pay her, make sure you pay She's, her. Okay, well, as long hey, okay, this, it's
0: fine, guys. Really, let's move Bell's on. Bell's dad's back. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> Bell's dad. What are you doing here? Back to the uh, castle with you, sir. Uh, um, yeah.
2: Bell's dad is a pimp. <laughs> no, <but> the,
0: <laughs> I hope this is edited. Uh, the crumbling. The crumbling of my facade began um, when I started acting, and then it was like. There, in this theater department that I ended up being in, it was kind of this weird thing where um, the guy run – it was a, a small Christian's college, but it had a random really legit theater program um, because these guys that had gone to uh, a college – I forget what the name of the college is, but it's a university in Las Vegas. They had both gone and gotten their master's in theater there, and they randomly ended up running this theater department. Um, and they Did were, God
3: call them there? I don't
0: think he did. I no. think probably in the end, but I don't think they necessarily even went there because of that. Um, and it was interesting because they kind of they ran it in a very legit manner. If you're kind of in the arts and in the theater scene, but they kind of were in terror of it being turned into a a Bible and, and sandals and kind of ministry drama. Like they really wanted it to be a theater program and do real shows and art. And and so we had so that was kind of my first sec, sort of secular experience within some uh, within a very Christian place and kind of, and uh, kind of seeing other viewpoints. Um, which I was very susceptible to, having been raised in somewhere where I already understood that you could see the world in different ways. Um, and then uh, when I got my first theater job, um, it was at Timberlake Playhouse in Nowheresville, Illinois. Um, and I was, the, so it's a crazy little theater where it's basically a summer camp where all the buildings are crammed up against this theater in the middle of nowhere uh, in Illinois. And I was the only straight guy there. And there was just chorus girls, gay guys, and everyone's just running around drinking and doing whatever they want in the woods. Wow! And this was my first like non-Christian bubble <laughs> dream. Or, not even no, a no, dream. Dream. Basically. It was a dream. Dream. <laughs> dream. No, it was but like it was 20 my choir girls, it felt like 50
3: gay guys, and
0: me. And me. In the woods. Just, <laughs> they're being like, what a dream.
1: <laughs> 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 run, Philip, run.
0: So, basically, uh, that was where I started <laughs> drinking heavily because there was nothing else to do and I didn't really know how to relate to any of these people anyway. Uh, yeah. So that was a whole thing. Uh, but but the reason I bring that up was I think the first chink in my armor of the culture of Christianity to all my assumptions. A little racist, but I'll allow it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, first chink in my armor was um, just meaning all these... Uh, gay guys, I mean, that's not really something I've ever dealt with. But um, meeting all these gay guys and kind of realizing there's a whole spectrum, and it's not necessarily just one clear like I don't know whatever like whatever people would say it is. Um like you'll have really str- you know like really guys. like who- half gay, partial yeah, gay. you gay, have people you no totally. You'll have people that you're sure you're sure we're just meant to uh, be a woman. Uh, you know you're like you're just right. in the, no you're not not like trans or anything, but you're just like uh, you're just clearly old school.
1: Where are you on the spectrum? You know, you know, where are you, that, Scott?
0: That was one of those things My where. Been going off this whole time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I might be. Uh, I don't well, know.
3: Bell's
2: no, dad. no, we we're not need, talking, we to need need to we're talk talking to Bell's dad. We're
0: talking to Scott. His his problems are well documented. <laughs> and they're making Disney they're making a new movie, but um, uh, yeah, but just uh, people on the whole spectrum. And I met people there that like their parents when they had come out, they wouldn't talk to them anymore, and they're like, "You're dead to us." Or just it was this whole spectrum. So then you would you would see that there were
2: people there. You you well going back a little bit, you probably were taught the whole. Um, original sin yeah. motif where yeah, or like
0: romans where like god gave them terrible. over to their lust or right. like but you know like that's clearly just a sin it's an abomination
2: hey, sorry how's it going
0: his fiance just my came fiance in my fiance just came in at a very awkward moment um well switch topics switch topics but you would start topics. to see that why well, i basically in my heart it was like this thing where because the bible clearly says that being gay is a sin essentially and these people these friends of mine now that I'm doing shows with, there's no, like if if say I have trouble, you know, like I have trouble with lust or, you know, like, like many people I grew up, you know, struggles with pornography, even being, don't lump
2: us into that. I won't
0: lump you into that. Thank you. You're fine. Bell's dad. We'll (laughs) leave you out of it, but (laughs) no time to get into that. But as someone who there, for me, at least being right, there's a, there's a right way to do things. If I, you know, uh, Fall in love with a woman and ask her to be my wife there 's some outlet for the sexuality that God gave me mm-hmm. and then it was strange to me to think that there 's the, these people that clearly i don 't see anything wrong with them. they just happen to like people of their same gender right. and how can like how can I be like oh you 're just wrong and the only correct path for you is to just live a celibate life of loving Jesus and ignoring how you feel and there's no there was no godly way for them to be so that that was kind of the first uh, real foothold in my mind of being like okay, because there had been things my whole life, right. you know, about about things that had always bothered me about Christianity or things that like I thought in. You know, my flesh or whatever were just inconsistencies or or things that had always bothered me. But that I think was the the first part where I was like, I don't understand this, and maybe this isn't what I think. It's not. Maybe it's not as simple. Yeah, maybe as... it's not as simple. And then and then kind of when that gray started to seep in, just all this gray started to seep in, and I had always by doing everything I thought was right or expected of me in this cultural bubble of Christianity, um, I had formed like a view of myself as being someone who has the truth, and everyone else I wish they would get on board and like be like me, or just see what clearly we all are supposed to see. Right. Um, and that was the first, once I started to see gray, I just started to see gray everywhere, and as I started to realize my own failings, you know, as I started to have uh, troubles with alcohol, I mean, like I was just 21, I just started drinking, and drinking too much immediately, because that's what one does uh, when one's an idiot in 21. Um, just things like that, and realizing, oh, I actually sort of enjoy this. And what does that say about me? Um, I always thought that like I would never do this. I'm doing it now. It's fun. Like I'm in, I'm amongst people now. Where if I wanted, well, I had always, I had never had trouble. Um, like fooling around with girls or stuff before because I'd always been around Christian girls that wouldn't do that anyway even if I'd right. been pleading with them so it wasn't even a challenge to not and so it's not like I was a saint it's just like there was no you one you didn't have an opportunity there was no opportunity so now that I'm with people that are like yeah let's do it now it's just like that's different right? Like, and and when there's no cultural stigma saying don't like you're given power yeah you're given power and you can do that and obviously you know um, it's fun for a while you know like that's available and easy and And, uh, that sort of, it was just kind of everything at once. It was me emerging from this bubble and just kind of seeing this whole world I'd never really been exposed to and not knowing how to be like, you're all wrong or this is who I actually am. I had no way of, I didn't have any connection with the beliefs other than the culture.
2: Right. Yeah. Damn
0: it. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. It was actually very bad. But uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Me, it's good. It's good. good yeah. Bad, it's bad. Good, good.
2: Bad. yeah. Bad, good. Uh, yeah. Good, bad. No, you're right. Bad, good. Yeah. 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 Bad, good. Yeah. Did bad, you? A, oh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
0: please. Sorry. Please. You're is the this host. Bell, just to clarify, is this Bell's father, or am <clears throat> I just am I talking to Scott? Scott. The
3: Scott. Yeah. It's Scott. yeah. yeah. Scott. I felt it. Uh, I, yeah. I've said
0: yeah.
3: too much. Um, no, you meant you you just mentioned that it, uh, it was. These cultural beliefs. I mean, mm-hmm. is that how you thought about maybe the ma- major beliefs or uh, what else about Christianity do you think is cultural whether yeah. it's re- as opposed to uh, like scripturally based?
0: Yeah, uh, I would say that um, I had always... From a young age, and especially um, 16, when I kind of felt like I met God or started to interact with God as a person or someone who you would talk to and would talk back to you, I always believed in God. I always believed that we were here for a reason, that someone out there loved us, that there were bigger truths that we could experience. And part of me um, initially starting to act had been uh, realizing many different things about, uh, art and speaking truth and what that means and what that says about God. And it was all like God was in it from the beginning. And now looking back, I can definitely see his hand the whole time. Um, but it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, really, I think my faith in the fact that we can know what God has revealed through the Bible, really specific, really, really literally here are the clearly defined bullet points. And this is what we're supposed to do. And this is the end, you know, like this is, that, that there was a clearly defined. That, that one thing that had always bothered me from an early age was just th- what are the odds that the way I was raised to believe by my parents, the, the beliefs they handed to me, what are the odds that of all the billions of people on this planet, of all the ideas about God, the universe, and everything, what are the odds that I was born into the family. You won! <laughs> yeah, like that, <laughs> that had it right. <laughs> like, yeah. That yeah. always bothered me. Um, it would probably be about one in five. Yeah, easily. Yeah, that's probably Those are pretty the, good right,
2: odds, where, Yeah, actually. one in
3: five. I mean, yeah, it's probably... I mean, I would
2: take those for... Well, I don't know if I'd take those. That's 80% again. Well,
3: you might have yeah. a... a pretty good, though. A billion Christians that probably agree with main tenets out of six billion, five billion people. I don't know. I'm just really? guessing. Anyway.
2: Um, oh, fair. and you're just saying all the Christians have it right and figured out. Yeah. No, I thought that was assumed. Okay.
3: Okay. I think... Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously.
2: I want Bell's dad back. Obviously.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, if he's just going to agree right, with carry you, on. we don't need a sycophant.
3: Obviously, Jesus rose from the dead. Uh, that's we're we're true, correct. So yes, he's convincing yeah. yourself. <laughs> so
2: yes, Scott's back on board. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but to put it another way, springing yeah. off the good bad thing that we were talking about before. Um, I had from a young age, um, speaking of uh, you know checking the boxes and doing things correctly. I had had an obsession with uh, there was this book I really liked uh, it was King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and there's all this talk about being a good man in it and I was just if you had asked me what I wanted to be when I was in uh, my teens early teens I would have said I want to be a good man like whatever good is I want to be that as a teenager as a teenager yeah because I mean I think I'd always had a soft heart towards God and spiritual things and a hairy chest and a hairy chest soft heart and hairy chest that's what all my calling cards said from 12 on, really. Philip Black, <laughs> the soft heart. Soft heart. Very chest. Good man. Um, but I'd always Future good to, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd always wanted to be a good man, whatever that was that was what I wanted to be. And it didn't matter what I did for a living. It didn't matter. I just wanted to be a good man and kind of, you know, like when you, you know, you cross the finish line, God's like, well done, good and faithful servant. And if you're a kid, you're like, he's going to say that to this guy. I Soft remember that. Your chest, faithful servant. That's me. Have a PBR. I have a PBR. Signed God. God's your your loving father. Um, so I'd always wanted to be a good man. and then
1: You were the
3: winner. As,
0: as my, as I stepped out of the culture bubble, and kind of realize there's all this stuff other people get up to that's kind of fun, too. And I actually like a lot of these bad behaviors. I'm not supposed to be drinking. I'm not supposed to be playing around with her, this is fun. Um, that started to make me think, oh, I'm a bad person. Like, that's what I actually am. Um, and it was like this weird switch in my brain where I... A lot of the beliefs and cultural assumptions I'd had weren't correct. not Weren't correct, but didn't seem correct to me anymore. And... And I was like, oh, but my identity is that I like bad things now. You know, that's whom I'm becoming. And and to bring it back to the third culture, kid nature, you know, like having right. a different, like feeling like you don't belong anywhere. Like I don't feel like I belong in America anymore. I, I don't belong in Russia. Anyone on the street will let me know that. Um, so, And I'm just this weird third thing. In um, coming back and deciding to be an actor, that was really handy because pretending to be other people, comes naturally to me and is what you're supposed to do as an actor and if you have any knack for it and do funny voices and riff well then that's you can get paid for that and it doesn't matter that you don't know who you are and that you travel every other day like because you know people don't know who i
2: am i might as well be i don't know who i
0: am so it's funny because like there are two that's pretty deep there are two parts of it for me because i think that an actor and an artist can speak truths by pretending Um, that we can't say, that our masks usually on, even in Christian circles, so like an artist can be like a prophet, can speak truth that um, we don't normally say in daily life, so that's very positive. But at the other hand, it was an easy cop out of a career choice for me, who didn't know who I was anyway, to pick a career where people just tell you who you are, and these are your lines, stand here, cross to there, you know, kiss her. Oh, that's fun, great, well then, you know, yeah, that's great. So, um, I know, there's a whole tangled mess there. But.
1: I feel like you're heading towards the edge of the cliff in this story. In this story? Is there, is there something there? Because you're talking about I started doing bad. I started identifying with I'm just doing yeah. bad. And so where did that lead? Well, I mean, I th- Sorry, I think, where did that lead?
0: <laughs> where did it lead? Well, it kind of led to me just deciding that I'm I'm not going to tell – you know, like I'm going to – Just do whatever I want, and it just doesn't matter anymore. And I kind of, like I was saying, I carved out a little life with little regional theater gigs, and I would feel really lost and not necessarily know who I am, but I'm paying my bills and I'm having a good time. Essentially, like, I'm not happy. I I don't really have a place in the world, but... I'm just getting by and I was like well I guess that's all you really do is you just get by you were very mm-hmm. literally
2: like a, ba- a
0: vagabond a vagabond yeah a, a vagabond a, a vagabond. vagabond yes a vagabond so like yeah. that's a wandering minstrel eye
3: <laughs> Does you feel like you had no purpose <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sorry <clears throat> wait 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 wait
0: Scott's gonna need a definition
2: <laughs> say that again oh, a
3: okay.
0: wandering minstrel eye a thing of threads and patches it's Gilbert and Sullivan what obviously a vagabond a vagabond is ooh
4: Without
0: a home or job. Oh, that was me. Well I had a job, so technically not a vagabond. No, you uh, were trying. <laughs> I was trying. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought you said menstrual eye. A minstrel. I did say a menstrual. Not it's men- menstrual. An <laughs> minstrel. And it's not like a menstrual show. That's something else as well. There's many missteps we could take with it. <laughs> the men- I meant men- I mean someone who yeah. sings songs with a lute for a living in the Middle Ages.
3: The menstrual monologues?
0: Yes. Yes. Mm. That's actually a show I did in college. He lied. Uh, no, that's not a shot. It. But uh, it's part two yeah. of yeah. Anyway, yeah.
2: So Jeff was going to go deep. Right before <laughs> Jeff was going to go deep. And it's then we playing. It again, it's again. playing periodically. Someone covered up the
0: hole I was trying to dig. No, well,
2: well, that's typical. Blocked. How many bodies do you have in your? Wait, what? <laughs> that was cop, right? Just, cop blocked.
0: I, cop blocked. That's what okay. I said. Cop, I just, cop blocked. <laughs> It's a show I'm, I'm writing, actually. I just Lott.
1: keep telling myself I'm a good man.
0: Cops keeping criminals off the streets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatcha gonna? you gonna? What you gonna?
0: You've Nobody has any idea what's going on right now.
2: I think Bell's dad is singing the... Yeah, <laughs> <Enough. Enough>. sorry, <laughs> All
0: right, Jeff. Enough. <laughs> Jeff, tiny voice man, come on. Bring <laughs> it back. Ridiculous.
1: <laughs> uh, so, So you just find yourself kind of living lost... Yeah. In, in your acting career, and you, you're paying the bills, you're getting by, you've you've found a way to
2: survive and yeah. move around the country. Kind of embracing it almost, like recognizing that I am mm-hmm. lost. Yeah, I'm just I've,
0: like, I'm just, I am this, and I don't think you can know what God wants. Like, but, that was essentially where I landed.
1: Are you thinking that this is the life I'm going to lead for the rest of my life? Yeah, essentially. Was that sad to you, or did, did you think about uh, it, I, contemplate? Well,
0: I mean, on one level, it's kind of fun if you think, if you grew up in a very, not in a a hugely strict sense, but if you like, there are rules and there's who you got to be and you know, you're going to have to sacrifice and give of yourself and be loving and blah, blah, blah. And then and you're like, Oh, or you could do whatever you want. (laughs) And it's meaningless in the end, but have fun. Like, I mean, there's a certain amount of like, well, this is cool. Um, and this is fun, and I make new friends. But you, and you—you were young at this
3: time, right? Yeah, you're I mean, still, still early twenties. Yeah,
0: early twenties.
3: Yeah, thinking that this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, man. and I'm
0: like, sure, I wasn't saving up for anything yeah. in the future, and it was all you know, paycheck to paycheck. But it was you know, paying my bills. And there's a, a million actors that can't even do that. So, ha! Suck it, actors! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suck on his Kicking minstrel. Them all they're down. <laughs>
2: That's going to be one of the quotes that I have inspirational quotes throughout the week on Twitter.
0: (laughs) Suck it, actors. Suck it, actors. Philip Black. Philip Black. (laughs) I teach history now. (laughs) I can laugh at you from a lofty vantage point from my mountain. Um, What were you talking about for that? That's so good. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I just kind of embraced that identity. And uh, I would... The Kind of the way I made it work was every so often I would um, – the, the way I would see my family was I would just – when I had a gap in between gigs, I would go. My family ended up settling in Nashville, uh, my parents, after they came back from the mission field. So I would see them occasionally. They closed down the Bible college? They, they after closing down the Bible college and running away to Soviet Russia, they eventually returned uh, to Nashville. And, uh, yeah, so I would see them, and I just I, – I wouldn't be very open about – the fact that I kind of thought a lot of what they. I didn't agree necessarily with their beliefs anymore and had just kind of adopted a new identity because I'm, I'm a. It's very easy if you're an actor and a hypocrite. It's very easy to just, when you're around people, pretend that you kind of. without saying anything. Dude, yeah. Do you think
1: they could sense that?
0: Yeah, I know. They, yeah. I'm, I knew they were worried about me, but I just didn't, you know, talk about the fact that I was sleeping around now and I didn't talk about. Do all
3: Mrs. Doubtfire on them.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, no, with. Well, with the dress, yeah, I think that's what they expected of me. Oh, well, I wasn't
3: expecting that, but no, oh, well,
0: okay, yeah, I lied about the dress. Yeah. Uh, yes, we lied about was everything. everything apparently, <laughs> 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 my fiance's yeah. shaking her head and saying, "No, he didn't lie about the dress." <laughs> that's fine. Dresses are welcome here. Dress, yeah, why not? Everything dresses. belongs, right, Jeff? Every no, Heck no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we draw the line of dresses. Jeff and Bell's dad. Does Bell's dad have a name? I feel awkward calling Bell's him Bell's dad. D- does he have a name? How do you feel like? How, how do you feel about dresses, Belle's dad?
0: Hell no, Maurice, Maurice. crazy old Maurice. You That's crazy right. Old Maurice. That's fair. Thank oh, you can't say mine. You could be
3: just sing the Gaston song. I could. No, no.
2: But he's terrified <laughs> of singing.
0: That's true. Clearly, I hate it. So your parents knew. I, yeah, of course they knew. And eventually, um, there was a great night when I went out uh, when I was back uh, with them in Nashville and i went out uh, drinking with a buddy of mine from a gig and got really wasted and thought i was still in california and got up to try to uh, go to the bathroom and i don't remember any of this but apparently i blacked out and collapsed and while my friend you put the uh, black in while, <laughs> while my friend was uh, at the res- in the restroom he just i stood up Completely passed out, and the bar uh, put me in a cab and sent me home. So Oops. I arrived like, completely blackout drunk at my parents' house. And uh, my dad has to, after breaking stuff out front like a drunken idiot, my dad puts me to bed. And my both of my parents are this, uh, the children of alcoholics. Uh-huh. So my retired missionary dad putting me to bed um, was I'm waking up that moment or that morning was kind of like a wake up call of just, I'm not, it wasn't even like I was like a full blown alcoholic, but it was just like, I had accepted an identity and was just doing whatever I wanted. And there are consequences if you do whatever you want with right. no boundaries. It's just, right. that's, that's what it is. And there was like a weird moment. I remember him mentioning to me, um, cause I vaguely remember some things and I was, you know, in my drunken state, I'd been very apologetic and, uh, I just played. Uh, we Bob all are. Before you yeah. peed in the fruit basket, no, in the kitchen peed in the fruit basket. How did you know that? Um,
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, I had I had just played um my uh, uh, Bob Cratchit in a version of the Christmas uh, Christmas Carol. Um, and um, you have to do if you do that play, you have to do a scene where Tiny Tim, your son's dead. And in this version, it was necessary. One of the scenes ends with you crying for your dead son. And every day to get myself into that place, I would imagine my dad dying. And because he we have Shit. Alzheimer's in our family, I would imagine my dad dying. And I would try to explain to him that he was a good dad. And that would make me cry.
2: Oh, my God. Um,
0: and so I already had that like sense memory. And so I was just really apologetic and talking about how he was good and I wasn't um, in that moment. And uh, he said there was a really weird moment that really freaked him out because I just stopped and I just looked at him and I said, there is a great chasm between you and I. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> and I get that. And um, it really freaked my dad out.
2: I Well, I just got freaked out and got chills. Like yeah, he, no, it was I like a I really a strange moment.
0: Yeah, um, you're looking right in my eyes. <laughs> and uh, so it was a really strange thing and a really humbling experience for me. And I did not... Dramatically change after that, but that kind of really started uh, a trajectory of me realizing that, like, if I'm just gonna do whatever I want, there are gonna be consequences. And uh, one of the things that ended up um, changing my life was a bit after that, uh, me running around and being an idiot. Um, there was a girl I was having a showmance with on a show, a showmance That's just where you have a romance limited to that. That's usually like opposite each other and you'll, you know, hook up or whatever. And it's just kind of a thing. And you both have kind of agreed that this will end when the show ends and it's terribly horrible and irresponsible and great fun. And I don't recommend it at all. Um, But uh, halfway through the run, she told me that she loved me. And because I, I even when I was being irresponsible, I would always try to treat people with respect and be honest about what this was and treat them well. And, like, I never wanted to be an a complete asshole, and um, that's not how I was raised. So even though I decided I wasn't a good person and I guess I wouldn't get married and I would do whatever I want, um, I always tried to treat um, um, these lovely ladies who I um, were great um, with kindness. But um, she told me she loved me. And I just realized in that moment that if I kept doing this, I wouldn't be able to love anymore and that I was losing some part of myself. And it didn't necessarily have to do with God. It was just like in that moment, I just realized that it was another wake up moment where I was like, she loves me and I'm I'm just completely being selfish. And this meant nothing to me and doesn't matter. And I don't, I'm not this person that I'm pretending to be. So...
2: I just gotta compliment you a little. Well, hopefully you receive it as a compliment. You seem very <laughs> from the beginning self-aware. Like I know you're older at this point, but this is like a pattern from 13 years old. Right. You're aware of X, Y. You're aware of X, Y, and Z. You go off to college. You're aware that you might not be able to handle the mainstream yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> college experience. So you decided to wean yourself off the uh, yeah the conservative missionary status by going to a Christian college and like. You're just aware of yourself in those
0: certain moments, which is well. It's awareness yeah. powered by cowardice, really. It's like trying to take the easiest. That's what, a, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what cowardice. I was about to say. Thank you. Thank you for calling me on, on that.
2: But it's oddly, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty rare. I, I wish more people had that self-awareness, or at least that desire to seek the truth and to know why you're doing what you're doing. And yeah,
0: it seems to have helped you. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's definitely helpful to process if you have a certain self-awareness. Um, as things change. But um, that kind of started a trajectory in my life where I kind of knew that what I was doing wasn't working. And I just started to try to do the things that I'd always been told to do um, instead. So I started trying to go to when I was on a gig, I would try to go to a church again. And the random thing was I happened to be at a theater in Ohio around about this time. And on my next gig and the first church I went to the sermon series they were teaching was about uh God's plan for sex that's what it was called and it was the first sermon was all about confessing sins in your life and that God's not there to judge you that he has a healing plan for you and that there is it so it was just cool because it was like everywhere I would go to these churches it was like just what I needed to hear and it was like kind of God speaking just to me and uh even uh just to talk about like being a hypocrite, like a year before i had been I had kind of had a similar experience I was trying to um come back to God, and there was a i don 't really know how I feel about prophets and biblical prophecy necessarily, and people being like speaking over you uh, that's always made me kind of uncomfortable i mean i'm not sure still so too think of it. it's it's just kind of uncomfortable and I mean it's kind of presumptuous and odd, but there was a guy that had come to the church I was visiting at that time, and he said, and I still think of this um he looked at me and he said, you're going to be a great man. And to me, and I think about it now, what that meant, and I don't know, like, what that meant to him. But, like, to me, now, it that, matter. I look, now that I look back, it's God saying that you wanted to be good and you knew you were bad. But in me, you're great. And mm-hmm. that it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what I've done for you. And that... Uh, I love you in spite of everything. And um, uh, the thing that had also been with me the whole time and that I'd kind of hypocritically not looked at was the fact that God is Emmanuel. And when I was back with my parents, being a hypocrite and not telling them about all the things I was up to, they you go to a church where you take communion every Sunday. So uh, they were still taking communion. And we were raised that you take, you want to get right with God when you take communion because you shouldn't take it falsely. So I would still every time... That's even, probably most Christians today. Yeah, knowing I was a hypocrite, like... I would still take it, but the prayer I would say was, you know, I would just say a simple prayer and basically I would say, you're Emmanuel, you are the one who sits in the shit with us and you love us in spite of everything. And for some reason that stuck in my mind the whole time. And, uh, it was just kind of cool. Cause as I, I started to just do everything I was told to do when I was younger and to talk to God and go to church and listen to God and try to make smarter decisions. <laughs> God just met me in spite of everything. And I think the cool thing about losing my initial faith and kind of coming out of that bubble and having a terrible time, slash great time, slash wages of sin or death time, is that in the end, um, I see you know, truth is truth and God's word is God's word, and you life itself will teach you that. I think if you're looking for
1: it. Well, it seems that in early. <clears throat> Sorry, at an early age, your faith was it was given to you and passed on to you and maybe forced upon you. And then going through life, you um, and not a bad thing, but then you go through life and you had the pitfalls of life and adulthood. And then you you find yourself in a place where it's you taking ownership of your faith and finding a real Relationship, as opposed to the one that you grew up with. <clears throat> Sorry, you grew up with.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's like coming of age and finding your own faith. Right. And I think that in general, that is what it is. And I think just because it was a little more dramatic than normal, because you know, I just like grew up on the other side of the world and came back. You know, it's just like it's going to be high stakes. And then I was in theater, so everything's going to be dramatic anyway. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be the most possible. Can uh,
3: you? Um, can you give us? Not us. Can you give our president-elect, Donald J. Trump, a message in English
0: from Putin? From Putin. Yeah. Uh, Gosh. Brother of mine. Mm. Yes. I am very happy that my plan has worked, that I will now have you instead of that strange bitch woman. Mm. And I hope we can carve out a great world. Oh, great what? World.
2: No, you're in this scenario. You understand. You cast yourself as Trump. You did. So yes. I gotta
0: hear some Trump. Yeah. Start over. Come on, tiny hands. Yeah.
3: You want to? You want to? <laughs> you want to? You want a what? A what? Okay, okay start over. World. That's pretty good. You want? You want a, a world?
0: We will. Ma- you we- make America great. I make Russia great. Together, we make a great world.
3: We we can sell
0: that. We can sell it. (laughs) Wonderful.
2: (laughs) Well, thanks for trying, Scott. Thanks (laughs) for trying. Scott tried. He gave it a try.
0: (laughs) If Jeff had his voice just... Any improvs you'd like to do, Jeff?
3: (laughs) Did you call him Chuck? What?
2: The I one? heard I heard Chuck. <laughs> Chuck? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I heard Chuck. Dude, you actually did a little Donald Trump thing. I heard. Okay. <laughs>
2: Jeff doesn't have a voice. I and that was voice. pretty damn good. <laughs> hey,
0: Chuck!
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Maurice here. You're
1: fine, Scott. You're
3: fine. You're fine. I can't, no, do, I can't, can't do Trump. Uh, yeah. I like that you tried,
2: though. I know. I'm just going to try. So, World. what changed then your. You've got, you kind of got your faith back, but did something shift on how you think God actually operates versus your faith of old or how God sees people?
0: Um, I think that there is an enormous amount of grace and I think that God, I, there's a, a lot of huge questions and I mean, just, just being kind of freshly back, there's a lot of terms I no longer still don't understand or, and I'm, you know. I have tremendous confidence in the person of Jesus and the person of God. And that is where I'll rest my case in the end. I think that Jesus is a real person who came and lived and bled and died for us. And that, that he is the person that changes us. And if he taught us how to love and if we love and uh, sacrifice ourselves for others, we can be like him. And somehow in that, um, we find God and I, that reconciles that alone is a force of reconciliation. Yeah, That is the reconciliation. And I don't think us understanding everything and having the perfect theology is the, is the answer. I think that it's meeting with God and being changed by Jesus. Like, I, I just think that's what it is. And, uh, I think i largely now I would agree with most of the things I was raised to believe as a, as standard evangelical, but I would just, um, Say that a lot of areas where I know that I would disagree with someone, or that people disagree, I would just say doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. like God knows what the truth is. We'll all know that someday, more clearly than we do now. But like, we should be out loving others and and um, loving God. I mean, like uh, the law, like all of the Old Testament, Jesus summed up in two things: like love God and love other people. And I think that if we're not doing that, and we're just arguing about all the bullshit. Like we're not doing what Jesus very clearly told us to do, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, that's what I think. I don't know. I like it. Yeah.
1: I think it's absolute truth. I think you said it with <clears throat> the word grace. Yeah. Everybody thinks differently, does differently. And where, you know. Yeah. Um, people's
2: definition of grace is different. Uh, very. Right. It wildly yeah. varies. It's. Or what that means varies.
1: I mean, you literally, at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, am I perfect? No, I'm not. So what am I doing yeah. out casting judgment against others? Why not just love them, give them grace, just meet them where they're at and listen and, and learn and, and have conversations and, yeah. and live a good, a good man life, a great man life.
0: Yeah, and there was... Um, A
1: hairy, great man life. Yes.
0: <laughs> hairy chest, heart of gold, loving people.
2: Manscaper for his first birthday. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's true. First. I was born with my is reacting to this. No, he just list. He did, he did just list. I, mean, he, I did. I just list and even trying to Usually I,
2: try <laughs> I try to make my That's common for Zach. I try to make him intentional. That was not intentional. <laughs> I was going to let that pass. Thank you for calling it out. Appreciate well, it.
0: we will always call it out. Yeah. Yes, will you will always call it out. That's fair.
2: Yeah, I'm, that's, that's great. I, cause if you were born in Russia, you would have been one of those kids that would have been, that the Americans were coming for that we going to try to manipulate them and brainwash them. And I'm just fascinated by that mind experiment about how free will is not, we, nobody really has free will and, yeah. and nobody is really rational as, as hard as we try to be rational We rationalize based on our experience and Mm -hmm. what we've been given. And so that should help foster some humility in how you see people that are, quote unquote, the other. And it sounds like that's kind of what happened to you as you expanded your reach. You became an actor. You saw people, people that were on the outside of faith as you were growing up were maybe not the terrible, evil people that...
0: Yeah, yeah, You
2: would imagine them to be and, and one everybody of the, had yeah. their problems, but
0: one of the people that was, um, one of the biggest influences to me in just modeling a godly life, um, and how to be in the world, but not of it was, uh, um, one of my Mormon friends that I met doing, uh, doing a show. And it was, he was really the first like person that was really clear and open about what he believed and loved other people. And Would would talk to anyone and was the nice guy. And it was just interesting because I mean, I don't know where I land on what Mormonism is that Christianity is that not, but it's I'm inclined to think as an evangelical, it's not. But like, he loved God and loved people, and what really was one of the people that modeled how you could do that in the industry or in a, a secular environment, and he. Planted a seed, I like he watered a seed that was already in my heart and kind of helped on my way back to God, so i I don't know just there's an enormous amount of grace, and I think at the end of the day it's not the information you know it's it's uh God saying what's really in your heart, and you know I like kind of that old Testament view of we got you know man looks at the outside and God sees the heart, and you're not God, and you can't see people's hearts so uh, i I don't know you, Zach, are not God, and you can't see people's hearts i i really wanted to land it there that's great i mean i i'm glad i'm sitting down because (laughs) it does help with landing
1: so do you have any uh sorry you have any are there any is there anything in life that you're struggling with today um that is just it's just something that um you keep uh, fighting
2: so before you answer, Chelsea's here. Chelsea is can here. Can I say your name? Please. No, you're here. Just she's not. Just, My fiance is here she's, here. she's not here. She's not here. She's not here. Ignore her. She's a firewall. You're on the wall. an actor. You Very can pull this off. How much porn wall. are you consuming right now?
0: I <laughs> uh, actually uh, last week started a program online. It's a rehabilitation. It
2: send you random
0: videos. Oh, yes it is a porn subscription God. service like, yeah, let's I'm see mentioned. if you can x this out. But it's uh an addiction withdrawal program <laughs> uh,
2: wow well that's great
0: yeah um i mean that had always been a struggle and part of in my life um, you're not alone
2: yeah don't totally. don't see we this.
0: all are men and we have the internet and it's just there and all the time um and it's on our phone for crying out loud so um yeah, that's not helpful um But I had a good talk. Uh, My little brother, I'm getting married this year. (laughs) Now it's only six months out now. Um, But uh, my younger brother got married. We'll see after this conversation finishes. After this conversation, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, I had a good talk with my younger brother just about um, how that's made his marriage hard and just having to be really open and honest about that. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been married for two years now. And, uh, I mean, I had no... I'm I just knew that I wanted to get more on top of that and I had kind of just been like oh well that's that and if you don't fight it it's whatever um but it's a cool even in like the last week or whatever just in terms of having it the kind of the program it's really cool it's called fortify um and it gives you a way to track things and log. Like, you you have a battle tracker thing, and you, like, if you have a problem with it, like, you log the device, you log the time of day, you log how you were feeling, and it gives you, like, a countdown and a calendar and kind of, like, wow. ways to combat it, and you have an accountability partner. It's really cool. Man, I would Is stop. Is that, like,
1: Clash of Clans? So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it's what? a battle
2: counter? <laughs> it's exactly about, like, I, it's exa- mm. <laughs>
3: I was gonna say I would stop watching porn just so I don't have to fill that thing out. Good grief.
0: Exactly. Well it's it, <laughs> what? it's cool. But um thirty the three percent
2: of their audience does that and they count that as uh, stats that are victories. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but just being able to the little hypocrisies that if you just like assume like, oh this is on the side, it doesn't matter. Um just even in the last week, just um of having Methods to combat it and accountability a little bit more. It's just cool how when you don't assume, like you're like on some level you're like, oh, this doesn't matter or this is just something I do. or It's like excuses and and just taking that that leeches your spirit. And yeah. to kind of even be fighting that again in a constructive right. way yeah. has been really helpful. I would say on a bigger. Point of view. Just other than that, um, the thing I'm struggling with right now is just now that I'm kind of stepping out in faith and trying to be who God calls me to be instead of what I've accepted about myself and my failings to kind of step out and dream bigger than uh, what I can see and carve out a more normal life. I've decided, uh, my fiance is here, um, I've decided to uh, kind of take a step back from acting just because um, I think there maybe is a future for me in that, but the way I was going about it was um, kind of. Uh, just selfish and irresponsible to a certain degree. And I had I had observed a lot of people out on the road who had got married, but then were still taking gigs and being on the road a lot and maybe getting a national tour that's really exciting and being gone for six months. And I just brutal. Yeah, and I didn't, I that was not um, – I knew that if ever I was really committed to a relationship and was able to find someone I really loved, that wasn't the life I wanted to live. Uh, yeah, I mean, too. Right. So, that's why i decided no, not to totally be an actor and not to be married <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense well we all have more more crazy old maurice but um
2: as you were saying describing that six the person being gone for six months yeah chelsea was totally she kind of like frowned a little bit and was like don't do that <laughs> <Yeah>, it would be so <laughs> oh, puppy
0: guys but um yeah, so in just in terms of, like, deciding to change your whole life and kind of step out in faith, it's been awesome to see how God kind of provided and opened doors that I didn't see. But as we head into, like, you know, we're getting married this year, you know, there's all sorts of new bills I didn't have to worry about before when I was just on the road living places rent-free and just all the things like that. It's just really easy to forget how God's provided for you when you have stepped out in the past, and it's just hilarious, like, how easy it is to just forget that, like, as you step out again, God's going to be there again and there's going to be a way forward that you can't see now. Um, so I think the bigger struggle for me right now is just applying the past to the future because it's very easy to look back at the past and be like, now I see how it all fits together, <laughs> the tapestry God hath wrought. And then you look forward to the future and you're just like, it's just yarn and it's crazy and it goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a weaver. What's he doing? You know, it's like so. It's just re- it Just looking out and just remembering. One of the things I try to remember is just that, like, God is now. Like, we're in the now, and God's here, and he's doing stuff now. But um, if we go forward in the future, this is just a pet theory of mine. I think if we, like, cast our mind forward in the future, then, like, God isn't necessarily there because it's our view of the future. And and just remembering that God will be there revealing things you can't know now. Mm -hmm. And just being with God in the now is important.
3: Can we uh, step back to the the porn talk again? Yeah, let's talk um, about it. It's really dig into it. Hi Chelsea. How are as those? a <laughs> as
1: four letters. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. yeah mm-hmm. As a as an actor, mm-hmm. is there any part of that where you're looking at the actors in the in the the scene? <laughs> um, does that make it less, like, cause you, you know, maybe talking about it and I've probably, I probably felt this way too, uh, that yeah, you know, it just doesn't matter. I mean, it's not, not actually doing it, it's right? It's
0: not real. That isn't interesting. Yeah. So
3: they're just acting. So it's, it not only does it not matter to me, it doesn't matter to them cause they're just playing a part. Or because so, it doesn't matter to them, it shouldn't matter to you. Right. So then it would make it matter even less. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's
0: just like a, yeah. Interesting. I never really thought about it. Well, so don't way. think I, about it then. I knew great Scott. I knew I was like probably supposed to be an actor one day when I was watching porn and it was like obviously they'd re audio. I could do that audio. better no they'd obviously <laughs> re re-dub, They'd redubbed the audio. I never had that thought. I was like, good for him, man, he is really doing well. Um but but uh they had obviously redubbed the audio and I was just like picturing them in a booth just like trying to make these uh, oh, um, and I was just like in my mind all I was thinking was come on commit commit is really just phoning this in right now. Phoning it in. And uh, I was like, this is hilarious. No, but um but, no, it is interesting. I mean even like in in terms of I mean even like thinking about being in a relationship and doing a gig and like you're like pretending to be in love with people or you're pretending like you know you're kissing on stage or you're not ever actually having sex on stage, hopefully. Um but Good answer generally. unless you really yeah. want to get the good paying gigs. Um but it, it is yeah, it is funny how that like that's that pretend where yeah. is the line and I don't know, the I don't know, I just always picture I I one thing I've just tried to remind myself in different times was that, um, like those are real people and like, that's their life and that's their job. And they just cheapen something beautiful and that those are real people and you don't know their story. And it's just to treat it like just this, like tawdry little thing that someone handed you and you're like, Oh, this is fun. And to not remember that those are people that God loves and who are lost and probably wouldn't be doing that, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's where I was people.
3: Yeah. Where, I was just kind of looking at them like they want to do this. They're like, yeah, this is their job, and I know. I mean, I knew it was wrong, but so they wanted to be there, and then it was just that time when I realized that no, they're actually doing stuff that they don't want to be doing, and but they're doing it anyway because they either need money or they want to, you
0: know. Yeah, or because they've kind of swallowed the lie that like this is what I am and this is what I do. Yeah, like yeah, I think that's the saddest thing. Yeah, that that exists too. Yeah.
2: I, I have heard interviews with uh, people in the industry that it it does sound like no, I'm great. This is what I want to do. I'm proud of it. Yeah, and I just I have a hard time believing that. But that's what they yeah. say. So
0: well, I mean, I mean, they're making money and they're doing. I mean, you know they found a way like to cheat the system, and I'm sure it's like fine for a while. I'm I'm probably hollow in the end. Like yeah, I heard
3: web. I heard an interview. It wasn't. It was just on YouTube. One of the one of the actresses, porn star. Uh, she was like, Yeah, but I'm the one that's having all the sex, like bragging yeah. about it. Like, I mean, well, yeah, talking about could, rationalizing yeah. behavior. Like, like, what you are know, you talking have to,
2: about? Like, well, she's name. in a spot where it's that's probably, yeah, it, you take her at her word. She that's what she wants, and that's what, she'll, yeah, like she'll that's have. that's
3: what makes you successful or popular or yeah. something. I, I, I
0: yeah. I just remember hearing about like there's some like triple X church or there's some yeah. um, ministry that like, goes Gross. to porn conventions and like like sets up and, tries yeah. to and talk that's what, I was like, that's yeah. awesome just like to actually interact with them as people and it not just be like this illicit thing that hides in the shadows. Do you have something to say Chelsea? Would you like the microphone? Here's a microphone.
5: <laughs> I have a friend who actually is a porn star like a successful one and it's interesting to hear her talk about it versus how she is in person because uh, to hearing her talk about it she's very proud and like excited that that's her job and she yeah. makes a lot of money doing it and she
2: that's has the PR side of her
5: Yeah and she's very good at selling it like I believed I was like oh well how dare I say anything other than that you know <laughs> against it but seeing her just on a face value and this is me not as a christian seeing it but just like my normal eyes i was like she looks really depressed like all the time she would just walk in and look so tiny and shallow and then when you talk to her she's beautiful like drop-dead gorgeous but looked so like almost
1: um Dead, dead dead
5: inside yeah like just dead and and trying to you know, make connections, but really shy. And But then when you would ask her about it, about what she did, she's like, no, I love it. I yeah. Game face. Yeah, totally. Anyway, that's my two cents. Here's your microphone.
3: And it was Craig Gross that when I heard him yeah. on the Bad Christian uh, podcast, him talking about this girl who did something that she didn't want to do during the middle of the scene, I was like... I stopped watching porn after that. It for yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. When you realize that there are people, and I just I think that ministry is so cool, just to like actually interact with the people and remember that they are human beings and flesh and blood, and it's not just like it's a cool image you can look at and like have a little brain spike of dopamine. It's like right. it's like people making decisions with their lives. They take yeah.
2: so much shit from from the church in general. Well, the church that's a broad term, but they take a lot of shit that. Triple X Church and Craig Gross, and I, I'm just thinking, is there not a better argument for what where Jesus would be no, yeah, to actually yeah. be with people and to find ways to connect and love people yeah. in the midst of their darkness?
0: Yeah, like that's where it's Holy the,
2: crap. Yeah, I came We're, to, I came to heal stop the sick. The, not point. the
0: Yeah. Not the yeah. well.
3: Well, yeah, for a lot of people, it would, it would be a stumbling block to hang out with, with people
0: that you that are involved in things that you stumble right. with. Well, I mean, but that, that, I mean, that would be the argument against something like, or like the advisability of something like that. It's like to go not, hang out at a porn convention. Right. And no, I don't like, think like he you need does a lot that. Of oh, yeah, 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 But like uh, to, it's, it's
2: like, not yeah. for, running that type of ministry is yeah. probably not for everyone. Yeah, because I, but, I mean like, I, yeah. you know, it's easier to be dragged to down than like to raise people up.
0: Yeah. who.
2: Jeff, I would feel proud because you asked a question that, you try to get there with a lot of our guests and with us on and off the podcast. What are you struggling with right now? You got an answer from a guest. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, <clears throat> Gosh darn it, my it, voice is killing me. And it spun <laughs> off a conversation. Usually I
0: felt such sympathy with his vocal struggles. And I felt <laughs> I had to share some of my own.
2: Also, you are positioned in the room between Jeff and Maurice, yes. so Jeff. it's created this yes. warmth and this I'm welcome really. experience. I like Bruce mm-hmm.
0: Maurice. Uh, <laughs> Bell's father. For those so, of you who haven't seen the cartoon from the night. Yeah. Hi.
2: So how about how about a uh, how about this? As we probably are we're probably landing it. What? Give yourself advice as you're a missionary getting ready to leave for college. Now, from your perspective, now give yourself advice.
0: Hmm. That's hard. I would I'm terrible at things like that because I would really want to like think about it and I'll probably like write something in, in two days. Okay, um, then stream, the of, consciousness, stream of consciousness pretend we are okay, improvising. Fine. what do you
1: fear most moving forward into marriage? What do I fear most?
0: If you did it it again, Jeff. (laughs) What about (laughs) your
1: future wife do you not like?
0: (laughs) Uh, I'd say I, I fear... I'm just bringing up that one. I fear the honesty of always being around somebody and not having places to hide because even like it's easy to, for me to look, look at how much I've improved, but just knowing that there's like stuff about me that I still don't want to share and don't want to talk about. And I mean, it's just more of the same. It's not your lower like, back tattoo. Yeah. My lower back tat. That's um, a real butterfly. regret of mine. Lucky charm. I wish it was a butterfly, Jeff. I wish. Um, but just that knowing that like to, to really commit and make it, be good like you really have to be open about everything. That scares me because like there's a part of me that's scared that I'm not I'm not free you enough know, or that I'm that I haven't changed enough or that I'll mess it up. You know, and I think that the fear of failure, especially if you are very self-aware, I think the fear of failure can be paralyzing. Um so when when you're going to actually go all in on something you care about, um that fear of failure can be intense. Uh so I'd say I'm afraid a failing is the short answer. but uh, That's normal. Yeah, but I'd so say good. that's normal. It's not normal to um, vocalize it and be so sure of it. With your be fiance sure. right next to you. Hey, that's what I say. Hi, honey. I'm scared I'm going to mess this up. Yeah. But I'll yeah. do my best. If you don't try, <laughs> if you don't try, you can't fail. That's, that's what true. I say. That is true. <laughs> so that's why I. Zero failures. Boom. Yeah, in terms of looking back at my. To giving advice to me younger self, I have no idea what I would say because like I did everything. I tried to do the right thing the whole time and I and ultimately it kind of led to where God wanted me to go. So I, I would just be like, g- g- good luck. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride, buddy. Try to enjoy it. Uh, I just picture your
2: younger self saying, thanks, asshole.
0: Yeah, I just like, it's... I, I wouldn't have listened. <laughs> I'd be like, who are you? What's this? I know. Why are you... Why do you have a beard? You're trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a beard because my fiancé likes it, yeah. but I'm, I'm not self-conscious about it at all.
1: Mm, good, good. Thank <laughs> goodness.
0: Thank goodness. It's I horrible. Think, I think, I think, oh, I think Jeff's trying to say something, everyone. <laughs> Gather round. If we listen carefully, we'll hear tiny voice. <laughs> my goodness, the I'm tiny done. voice, man. I'm
3: done. Hey, yeah. thank you, Philip, for being here. <laughs> yeah, what was up with the tiny hands comment? The tiny hands. Well, and she to... laughed at it, and Trump. I just
0: don't... Trump has tiny hands. Oh, that's when I was oh, Trump. Were... Oh, oh. Yeah. So we all agreed that we wouldn't mention your tiny hands. Average, I was average hands. hands. Yeah.
1: You know what they say about average hands. Yeah. Average ski gloves. That's true. I like my ski gloves thick and
3: dark. Stop. Stop. <laughs> So, and.
2: yeah, thank you, Philip, for being here and putting up with us. That's <laughs> an incredible story. And dear listener, please try to learn something from Philip and not from us. <laughs> and uh, appreciate your listening. Please rate and review us on iTunes. That is our lifeblood. That's what puts uh, wind in our sails. And, Scott, where can people find us? You can find us at BBBpod.com. Yes. Is that
3: at all correct? Yes. Okay, good. Appar- and apparently Facebook We have Facebook
2: Yes Twitter And Instagram We have Instagram At That was a
3: question We have Instagram Yes Okay
2: At At Bros Pod Nope <laughs> BBB Pod Nope At Bros Babble's Beer Yes
3: There we time. go For all of them Yep Bros Babble's Beer For all of them Except The dub dub dub
2: BBB Pod Which
3: is BBB Pop <laughs>
1: Back yeah. on the day When the dead rose from the grave No more sorrow and shame The new body and name Nothing perfect will die No more tears in our eyes No more worries and trials We'll have faith like a child I...
3: So... So...
2: Oh, he's doing Trump. Oh, close. he's hearing so,
3: so Let's hear this. Let's so, okay. so
0: Vlad... Flatty,
3: what are we gonna do?
0: It depends. Who are you right now? Um, i sound like is- I am uh, Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Zero <laughs> fails. <laughs> <laughs> and we wonder why he never tries. <laughs> Insane.
1: I can't do. Tr- that was I like that You them. can't
3: do it. Like you have to see him. I don't know if you could just audibly hear you know, Trump's God, voice. You
1: know. You're fantastic, failure.
3: (laughs)
2: Isn't that great voice?
3: I can't.
1: Yeah, I can't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's better
2: than Scott. Hey,
3: hey, hey, (laughs) hey, hey. Hey,
2: Hey. you guessed.